Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 133 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, here with this week's co-host, Liam. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's uh, always nice to, to speak to, to people in this sort of space and I always find them such valuable conversations. So really excited to, to get into it. Me too. It's a real like fun thing to call work, right? Like yeah. I was looking at my schedule today and it's just full of podcast recordings and I thought, wow, you know, this isn't a bad way to spend a Wednesday. No, definitely not. I think, yeah, that will get you through hump day, just a bunch of awesome conversations. Yes. I personally don't experience that Wednesday hump day. Do you? Mm, I feel no. like I'm kind of like almost um, like placebo. Like I think that I should have a Wednesday yeah. hump day, but I'm like, I don't think I struggle with a Wednesday. No, no, no. I'm, I'm very much one for like, I don't, I don't really buy into a lot of the, oh, celebrate because it's Friday or feel bad because it's Monday or yeah, Wednesday. I'm just kind of like, love what I do so every day is cool and if that seeps into the weekend then that's uh that's okay too I love that yeah, just yeah. working on your own rhythm of the week yes. I'm here for that I do get I think the only thing I do relate to is the kind of not Sunday scaries I know some people in corporate have that level of dread that's like I don't want to wake up tomorrow it's not quite that extreme but I do find myself kind of Sunday like 2 3 p.m you know I've had a fun old weekend mm. I'm starting to look at how much I've got to get done in the next week my brain's a bit like how are we going to do this but the second I've planned out my week I'm fine yeah I, I do often have a very minor Sunday crisis yeah. I'd say <laughs> yeah. that is the one thing that I will will admit to I have experienced those Sunday I don't know, blues or I don't know like big time when I as part of my degree I did a placement year and mm -hmm. uh, I was working in recruitment and that is literally yeah going into the office on a Monday morning doing that I was like oh every Sunday evening was major struggles but no now, nowadays it's more like I like Sundays because they're always very chilled out the evenings in particular always very chilled out I always make sure I get to bed nice and early and it's just like a bit relaxing yes I love an early night mm. when you say like what time do you go to bed because most of my friends think I'm an absolute grandma but I think in bed by I'd say in bed by half nine yeah wanting to fall asleep at about 10 10 15 yeah yeah no 100 I'll usually because I read before I go to bed I'll usually try and be in bed like 9 9 15 and okay, then, I do actually get into bed at nine, but I said 9.30 because it didn't seem like that much of a loser. Try and be yeah, a little bit cooler. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, because honestly, I, I mean, I get up, I get up at five because I'm a bit of a weirdo. So if I don't go to bed, if I'm not in bed at nine, then I, I just won't function for the rest of the, the next day. Like it's just, I say, I'll try and, I'll, you know, I'll bang my head against the wall, but I just won't get anything done. It's not for you. No. Do you know what I recently bought, which I'm, I don't quite get up at five. I'm like a six, 6.30 person, mm. is a Lumi light. Don't know if you've heard of them or you've got one. No, I have heard of them and I've thought about getting one for a long time. They wake you up with sort of natural light, essentially. Yeah, it creates a little sunrise. And honestly, I've, I mean, I've only had it for a week, yeah. but I kind of feel like I'm waking up in a Disney movie every morning because <laughs> you just feel so joyful. It plays oh, bird noises. Oh, like bird noises. Been... Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you get the, you know, middle to high range ones, you yeah, get the noises yeah. in You're going to have two. to send me the link to it because uh, I've seen 100%. a few, but I've not seen the bird noises. because That's a game changer. It really is great. And it also has a sunset function. So oh, when I'm reading okay. in bed, you turn the sunset on and you can choose. It's all very customizable, but it mine is a 45 minute sunset. Okay, so nice. about 35 minutes into the sunset, the sun is, you know, the metaphorical yeah. sun, which is fake, is now too low to read. Oh, and it okay. turns into this red glow. So then you just pop your book away, oh, snuggle into bed in your little red room. <laughs> I mean, that makes it sound more brothelly than calming, but it is calming. <laughs> and then it's just a gentle, uh, honestly, it just makes sleep the most 
luxurious thing. Yeah, I think we we all need a bit of that with now it getting into the dark and wetter days. So yes, might have to have a little look into those. Dark mornings, I tell you, they're mm. not the one. Well, I feel like that could be my high within that, but we'll, we'll do some more high-low anyway. Yes. Um, we like to begin with our lows to end with a high. Liam, do you want to kick us off? What was your low, life, business, whatever it may be? What is my low? Yeah, let's be let's be super candid. I think my low is getting used to just running my own business and understanding that it's not always everything going well because I think, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why you might think that running your own business is just the most immaculate experience and just you know always high but what comes with that is a lot of uncertainty and a lot of you know thing days where you just don't really feel up to it and so I'm getting used to the fact that that is kind of normal and I'm not weird for feeling that way but that takes some getting used to so that's uh, that's probably my my low for for recent times. I think so many people listening would have just breathed a sigh of relief or just be nodding along to you saying that because that's so true. And I think that can be said for so many things. You know, you think it's going to be one way when it comes to running a business. And sometimes that's because it maybe gets presented in a bit of a, you know, we all wake up in the morning and just can't wait to run yeah. our businesses. And every day is a win and yeah. whatever else it may be. But also I think we're, we're up to optimistic yeah Op- opportunity. No, not opportunistic. <laughs> we're optimists. That's what I meant to yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah hope that it's going to be that way but it's that weird balance isn't it you don't want to set yourself up to fail but you also don't want to expect that it's all going to be sunshine and roses and then be on that constant journey of being disappointed yeah 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 I'm I'm very much one that my default is like whenever someone asks me how my you know how I'm doing or something Mm. my natural response is just I'm living the dream and so I have to kind of temper that with some realism and I think that's that that's what's happening at the minute I love that though. I love the instinct of just like, yeah, living the dream. Yeah, That's I mean, great. well, what else? Are we I always do? think that. And also, when people are like, ah, oh, like, how are you? And you, you know, people instinctually go for the negative. I just think there's all. I could, I could go all day about things to complain about, but yeah. that doesn't mean that has to be how you're and also that's not a feeling you know mm. you're like how are you feeling and they're like well this shit thing happened and you're like great thank you for not answering my question so how are you how are you doing yeah yeah Such how a are you doing, thing. Really? that's why i quite like this high low because it kind of forces you to whichever end of the spectrum you'd usually go for you know the optimists who are loving life have to admit the lows and then the ones who quite like to live in the lows also have to admit the great stuff so that is very, get yeah, both that's sides. A very good point i might have to make this a, a bit of a, a regular thing just at the end of each day just I really would recommend it. Car rides with friends, dinners with family. Where yeah. you know it's not the conversations dry, but you're just a bit bored of talking to each other. Yeah. And you know, and I don't know if you had this when you get home from school and your parents are like, "How's your day?" and you're like, "Fine, Fine I'm not going to yeah. tell you anything." Whereas if there's a structure to it, I mean, here I am just bring, bringing frameworks to every side of my life. <laughs> Horror to live with. I will follow your theme of going with a very real low. I mm. think my low, I'm sure, will be shared by a lot of people, which is just the general low of being in another lockdown very soon Mm. we're recording this i think we have a few hours left of freedom on this wednesday (laughs) before tomorrow or tonight at midnight however it works we're back into lockdown 2.0 and of course you know it's it's not the end of the world hopefully there are positives that we can bring from it but i don't know i find it helpful to almost acknowledge like no this is a little bit shit this is really annoying this is frustrating things have been cancelled that i was excited about but Mm. hey I've got my health. I've not got a business which is too adversely affected. So yeah, it's not the end yeah. of the world, but definitely still just feeling that slight low of like, okay, 
here yeah. we go again yeah yeah i think that's good to like you're saying it's good to like actually recognize and be okay with like yeah this sucks because it's i feel like it's the worst thing in the world when you're not feeling 100 percent, and someone just tells you oh it's gonna be okay like and gives you just kind of lays it on thick it's just yeah it's not particularly useful i know no. the person thinks it's helpful to be like look at this in a positive light but actually yeah. It's, it's really not what you need so yeah and I think it's really important as well to not try and compare your hardship to someone else's mm. you know for me like it sounds really stupid but even me saying it sounds stupid I'm not going to say that because no. what I'm genuinely most sad about about this next lockdown is I was due to go and get my hair done and I was really looking forward to it oh. I hadn't had my hair done in months and I know that some people's businesses will have been you know, shut for the next month. And some people will have had to cancel weddings. And it, it's trying not to compare that hardship and just go, no, actually, I'm still allowed to be upset and everything else about what I've had to sacrifice. Am I going to go and moan about it on Instagram stories? No, that's probably a little bit tone deaf for those who have had yeah. maybe slightly higher things happen to them. But I think whatever it is that you feel sad about, like let yourself mourn that. I've got mm. a friend who's honeymoon was cancelled and she was like oh. Oh, i'm so sorry for moaning about this and i was like no <laughs> moan away like that is awful get it off like, your chest go for let it. yourself be sad for a bit and then you know pick yourself up yeah it. yeah i think that's as long worst, as we don't like... do another zoom quiz oh god hope. yeah <laughs> i mean to us i've had some pretty exceptional uh zoom quizzes but uh but yeah i think there's uh way too many of those first time round, so we can uh, we can relax on those but ju- just on that point of recognizing that you're feeling kind of bad i think it's good to like observe it just actually take a second to be like this is how i feel you know why do i feel this way you know it's i think it's different feeling it or or observing it and like getting caught up in it because like you you want to you know be at peace with the way things are but you don't want to suppress your feelings so you need to kind of be with them but also if you kind of dwell in those feelings it's going to be a very very long month so true i think that's a really important clarification and that just made me remember actually my friend chloe slade in the last lockdown she put this quote out that said feel your feelings but don't feed them and ah. i feel like that is exactly what you're saying there of like feel them absolutely but don't feed them don't let yeah. them fester don't let them grow like acknowledge them and then go okay thank you we're gonna kind of let you go yes. now so, yeah no i, I, love, I love that, that. that's a great quote what would your high be let's go to the positive end of the spectrum Positive end. I think just yeah. The uh, so I mentioned to you just before we were recording the uh, launch challenge for for Bell, my my business. So I think the biggest high about that is just actually putting something and out into the world and actually doing something with the business because it's taken so long in like planning and and all the work that goes on behind the scenes and even just yeah being able to tell people like this is what I've been doing the last year or so since leaving uni and just yeah having letting people know and, and having them ask about it. And it, it's kind of like, I, I was never not, you know, actively suppressing that, but it's just, I you know, I told my friends and family, uh, close friends and family, but aside from that, it didn't really, you know, I didn't go out of my way to tell people. And then it was kind of like, I felt this weird kind of relief when I was able to start talking to people and share it on social media and stuff, because it's kind of like, oh, well now, this external image people are seeing is is actually aligned with what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. And it just kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like a big sigh of relief, like, okay, right, we're actually doing this. We're going forward. Like 
there's no turning back now. And I've really enjoyed that. Um, for yeah, sure. that's so good. And it's that feeling, isn't it, where you don't have to do the five minute waffle to explain what it is that you're doing with your life when people keep asking. Yeah. <laughs> I remember having that when I was getting this business off the ground. I just dreaded it. Like, please, please mm, don't ask me don't. what I'm up to right now because number one, I can't really explain it very well to you. Number two, I don't think I'm even sure. And number three, I don't think you're going to respect it or get it because it's so early stage so and it's new, so yeah. nice when you can go, this is what it is. This is like the one sentence summary. So you actually understand it. And oh, you can actually see it as well. I think that's such a, a helpful stage to be at, isn't it? And like you said, it's that sigh of relief of like, okay, the kind of outside is finally matching the inside. And that just, as the person making all that happen, that's such a nice feeling to have. Yeah, 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 no, definitely. And I, I do think I still have those like, you know, is it going to work? Is it, you know, because it's still mm -hmm. very early stages in, you know, comparison to yourself, you know, you've had your business for a few years now. So, but just, yeah, even just being able to like have a website to show and like, I just, I, I sometimes I just look at it. And I'm just like, that is <laughs> sick. That is so cool. <laughs> I love that. I do the same. Honestly, even years in, I'm still like, let me just try and take this in properly. Like, this is a thing. Like I did this, like, this is mine. And yeah. You do yeah, have yeah. to have those pinch me moments. And then it will be, I mean, depending on which way you look at it, either the exciting or like, okay, yeah, the next stage part of you, you get it off the ground and then you get the fun part of sustaining it. Yes. And I, I definitely had that one, you know, probably not with the business because it wasn't, it's not like yours where I launched it one day, but definitely with things like say the retreat or my group programs or this podcast, you kind of have all of that build up of energy and work to make it come to life. But then you, you don't stop there. And I think I often think that I'm like, oh, launch day. Like, I can't really see past that. And then I'm like, oh, there's like, and now there's an endless stage afterwards, stage. <laughs> which is the fun part because that's sustaining it and doing it. But it, it's a whole nother kind of kettle of fish if you want yes. to do it that way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it is quite easy to not see that. And that's something I'm conscious of, of doing as well. Because obviously, if I just think about the what's here and now, then there is no one else to think about what happens afterwards. And it could be amazing to start with and just fall flat because I've not done that. So, but it's so easy because yeah, it's like immediate tasks, you know, you'll see the turnaround a bit quicker and, you know, they're a bit more tangible as opposed mm -hmm. to like long-term business planning or, you know, market research and stuff like that. It's, it's a little bit less glamorous, I guess. Um, yeah, but yeah not it's important the shiny to find stuff. balance. It is. And I think even the word balance is nothing that exists. I think it's a constant, it's always going to feel one way or the other. You're going to be exactly. darting around. Yeah. Always feel like you're, you're too far one way, but as long as you're too far one way and then the next day, the too far yeah. the other way, I'm like, that's balanced for me. No, I love that. I think my high would have to be, I am nine days into my 10 day social media break mm. and honestly living the dream, Liam. I told oh, you about that this is before what we, we started hitting record, but I genuinely, this is the first time I've taken a proper break off of social media. I, and it, I know people who follow me won't think that because I'm always saying on a Friday, like off I go for the weekend. But what they don't know is I redownload Instagram at 9.30 PM when I've had a glass of wine and I'm bored or <laughs> feeling a bit insecure or I just want that dopamine hit. Yeah. And even my month off in August, I was logging back in every couple of days over Christmas. I've always done the same. This is the first time it's been like cold turkey I, I don't know the passwords. I can't get in. Oh, okay. And it's been amazing. Like the first few days, it was a bit like that addiction process where I was like reaching for it, going for the app, finding myself scrolling through like eBay because I just <laughs> wanted some kind of human connection, even like using dating apps way more than I would before because I just wanted 
something. So then I had to delete all apps basically that had human connection to them, even yeah. if that was eBay. I have <laughs> downloaded, as I told you before we hit record, Farmville, yeah. my 13 oh, year old obsession. And honestly, I am thriving. I'm just really enjoying things. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. nice just to be able to get my head down, get my work done. Not, I say this through beta breath, like not necessarily missing it. I mean, it'll be nice to be back, but I'm, I'm excited to come back and put in place some new boundaries. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to get a work phone. I'm going to leave my work phone in this office and just try and kind of get ahead of myself. Because I know that if I re-download the app, but this time next week, I'll be back in that same routine, checking it every time I wake up in the night, doing it straight before I fall asleep, you know, having to listen to music when I'm in the shower because I just can't face the thought of silence and that is, not having something. That is such a that is such a good one, actually. I I... I do often listen to something whilst I'm in the shower and then mm -hmm. sometimes if I've like for not had my phone with me when I'm about to go in I'll be like oh I need to go get it to listen to music I'm like oh I don't actually need that it's just like what I'm used to and it's yeah it's really weird have you seen the the social dilemma yes yes is that is that what triggered it or no I th my thoughts on the social dilemma is obviously all you know we kind of know all of that stuff already mm. I think they did a very good job of dramatizing it quite a lot and I think you do have to take it with a pinch of salt and realize, you know, for both of us, our businesses wouldn't be where they are today without those platforms. But of course, we want to acknowledge that they can become unhealthy. Yeah. I think for me, the social dilemma really helped me to understand how the apps were not built in my favor. Yeah. It makes you realize, doesn't it? Like, oh, that notification isn't so that I definitely see that message. No, it's so yeah, that I'm yeah. prompted to get back on the app. And that like, when you understand how manipulative it is, I think then you you go on the app with a lot more autonomy because you're kind of a step ahead of it because you're yeah, aware yeah. of what they're trying to do to you as opposed to just being a victim who's like, yeah, I'll, I'll fall I'll for go, all the tricks yeah, yeah. Just falling, yeah. I, I, what I, did you I, think? I turned all of my notifications off now. So if I go on, so, I mean, sometimes you do have those external triggers just from like stuff happening in life to make mm -hmm. you want to do it. But at least it's like, I'm not doing it because I've seen a notification and then I'm going to check and then I've lost the next half an hour because... Uh -huh. But I mean, that still happens. Like, I'm it's quite bad for that. Like I'll go on to, for me, because I, uh, you know, I also online coach and a lot of, you know, I have to be quite active on, on Instagram. I'll go on to Instagram to maybe respond to someone who's inquired about online coaching. And the, the first three stories, I'm like, oh, I really want to see what's going on there. And I'll do that. And then I'll gum off them. And then I'll forget that I'm actually there for a purpose. And I'll just start scrolling. And then I'm like, oh God, what was it that I came here to do? <laughs> what was I here for? Yeah. <laughs> I do that with my phone all the time. And actually what I've done to help with that is I've got the WhatsApp app on my laptop now. Oh, okay. Because the biggest thing that I use my phone for is WhatsApp. Because that's where I, a lot of the time I'm chatting with clients or team or, you know, work friends. So having it on my laptop almost makes me treat it like email where it doesn't uh, ping on my phone and I instantly go. But, you know, at times throughout the day, I log on to the WhatsApp app and go, okay, you know, let's reply to everyone. And there's something about typing on a keyboard rather than on your phone, I think as well, that just feels a little bit more, a bit more mm. worky maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I recently did that as well. Although I haven't been like using it as email. Sometimes I'll be like, I'll leave my phone downstairs, but I'll still mm -hmm. be able to look at WhatsApp up here. So I'm like, ah, oh, damn, I've just been distracted again. <laughs> it's so yeah, finding done, that or not not balance, but just understanding like when when's okay to to go and check it or you know stuff like that. And I think that's where actually just talking about how how early we go to bed, like sleep is so important. I get so easily distracted if I've not had enough sleep, 
and I'll, I'll do that I'll go and check you know whatsapp or I'll go and look at news articles or I mean I never do that and I'm just like I, I can't bother to do work so let's go do something else so yeah that's where sleep is just for me just so important it's a beautiful thing I've done a total 180 on sleep if you listen to I think it was December last year, I did an episode with Kat Horrocks and we talked about sleep within it. And I was so like, I don't need that much sleep. <laughs> I sleep four or five hours a night because I did at that point. Like I'm a-okay, like I'm a machine, like so arrogant about my lack of need for sleep. <laughs> was basically just having like daily mini breakdowns and didn't yeah. realize it. Over Christmas started to sleep more and was like, oh, wow. I actually feel like I'm sleeping rather than napping and I'm properly resting and I feel so much better. And now I'm like, 10 p.m. I am in bed, 7 a.m. Like, you know, like just carving out that time. It's It makes such a difference. Mm, no, massively, I kind of massively. wish and I you could go back and shape myself. Yeah, yeah. You don't realise as well, like how good it feels to have, be well rested regularly. I think mm. that's something that when you try it, you'll realise that you do actually need more sleep than you were getting and you'll just be able to function better. So Yeah, you almost don't know what you're missing out on until you try it. And then you're like, oh, okay, this feels good. I always have that with kind of eating a good breakfast in the morning and just setting myself up for the day. I don't really notice when I don't do it, but when I do it, I go, wow, like I feel so great this morning. And I haven't, you know, I don't feel awful by lunchtime. Like, oh, it's because <laughs> I did that thing. And then you just got to put it in place. But all of these things, right? Like food, sleep, I mean, ex exercise, you know, your phone, it's all a constant relationship to marriage, yeah. right? I don't think anyone ever ticks the box and goes, yep, I've nailed this. I am supporting myself so well in this area. You've always got to check yourself and, and see how you can improve. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. It is, it is all just like everything ties in together, I think. And yeah, trying to not get too carried away with one or the other or neglecting one area, I think is, yeah, really important because it will just throw all the others off eventually if you do it for too long. So yeah, recognising that I think is very important. So, so true. Couldn't agree more. So today's conversation starter is one that hasn't really been explored here on the podcast, which I mean, in 133 episodes, I get shocked every time there's a topic that I somehow haven't weaseled into a conversation. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it because I feel like this is one that, you know, every single business owner can relate to and one that I think will be really interesting to compare kind of our different experiences with. So this is around personal development, what that looks like for us and our businesses, and really the role that personal development plays in the kind of growth of a business in terms of how we've both experienced that. So tell me more about what this has looked like from your side. Like how has personal development played a role in Bell, in the current business that you are building and kind of in, I guess, the process between idea and final thing yeah yeah so i think actually the the impact it has is like pre-idea so just to give a bit of bit of background so whilst i was at university i uh, did a placement year and worked in recruitment and during that time i worked with and spoke to so many people who just didn't enjoy what they did and i also found myself living for the weekends and sort of took a lot of comfort in the fact that I knew this was coming to an end in in a year. That made me think, oh, maybe I don't want to go and get a grad job after I graduate if this is maybe what it feels like. And so I'd had that thought, but not taken any action to, towards it or not had any ideas for a business or anything like that. But then I actually started to yeah get into podcasts, get into reading and just hearing from, you know, very successful people about the the habits and routines that they have and starting to sort of implement them into my life. And I don't think it was a coincidence that I'd say probably January 
2019 was probably when I really started to, you know, make my bed in the morning, get up and go to bed at certain times, read a lot more, listen to lots more podcasts, say affirmations. And I don't think it's a coincidence that I started doing that. And then at Easter, I had the idea for an online fitness coach matching service. You know, I wanted to start a business and I'd done all, I was doing all of these things. And then this idea came and I, I kind of just run with it. I think personal development is, you, d- you know, you don't need to have a specific goal that you want to get out of using these tools. It's yeah, it's sort of like a toolkit that you've got, but just doing it, I think you'll find yourself going in a different route, which is maybe more fulfilling. And so, yeah, I just think in everyone's life, there's a, there's a, a role for it and it's something that you don't really spend much time working on uh, in comparison to like learning maths or learning english and so it's yeah it's really good when you come out of the formal education system to actually make some time for yourself and you know understanding yourself a little bit better and how you work and stuff like that so that's yeah that's kind of how it how it started for me and the the catalyst role it played I find that such an interesting perspective and experience around personal development, because I think when I think of that phrase, I think I wrongly jumped to the conclusion of like, yep, that is courses, that's programs, that's books, that's, you know, almost pure knowledge, right? When you're investing in that with your your time and your energy, it's easy to think that personal development is for once you have that idea and once you have that aspiration, but it's so interesting to hear that for you, and I can definitely, now that you've said that, reflect back and see the same in my story, actually personal development is what gets your mindset to a place where if you haven't got it yet, those ideas and those plans are then so much easier to actualize and think of and feel clear about. And it's so much less about the practical and kind of what you're trying to achieve and actually so much more about who you are, the mindset you're putting yourself into. And then as a result of that, what you're opening yourself up to. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. And I think as well, it's important to understand as well, like there is more, it's about, you know, just your life in general and just enjoying how you're living and your day to day. And a lot of things, you know, you everyone's probably heard it before, like, you know, the only thing that we can control is how we react to things. Like everyone has circumstances which are less than ideal happen to them at various different points and to varying degrees. And the only thing we control is is how we how we respond to them. And our personal development helps with that, but it also just helps with just, you know, there can be two people going through the same scenario. One like I say, just living the dream because they're just at ease, they, you know, they accept it. Mm. And one person who's like, oh, I wish this had happened. I wish this had happened. Or look at that person, they're doing this and I'm not. And those two people are doing the exact same, you know, experiencing the same thing. But one is very fulfilled or feeling very happy in life and one is not. And I think that's, you know, personal development for me is about more just life in general as opposed to it has, you know, fed into business Mm. but I think it's important for everyone you know regardless of whether you have your own business or you're thinking of starting one or you're in just a you know a a job working for someone else I think it plays a role in just bettering your day-to-day experience I think yeah no I can totally resonate with that and I often think I think to run a business you've got to be insanely self-aware and I think self-awareness for me definitely is one of the biggest things that comes from personal development is actually understanding more about you as a person you know, and you work for and by yourself, you're managing yourself, you don't often have other people who can input or lead you or prompt you or give feedback. So you've got to be 
weirdly able, which I don't think we're often set up to do because the corporate world doesn't require this of you, to actually be able to analyze yourself and understand your own behaviors and your own you know, the things that you've done, you have to be able to review work that you are the only person who has seen and influenced, you know, you both have to be the executor, but then also the analyst and the person that's looking at that from another angle. And I do think that's something that is very hard to do for yourself. I think a lot of the time that is why people hire mentors and coaches, but I feel like that self-awareness is such a big part. And I genuinely don't think without the upbringing that I had, where there was a lot of conversations in our family around, you know, what do you feel and what is your emotional awareness and, you know, understanding yourself as a person and doing personality tests, you know, that was something growing up in the environment that I did that was very normal to me. And now I look back and think, wow, like if I didn't have that self-awareness in place, I think I'd find it so hard to run a business because I'd almost be, you know, blind to my own behaviors. It's like you were saying in there about, you know, you can't necessarily control what happens to you, but you absolutely can control how you respond to that. And something I notice a lot in business owners is that they do have this real innate ability to control and understand their reactions to things. And they're not necessarily, or at least I have found, you know, the, the best outcomes come when you take a step back, you don't give that immediate emotional reaction and you can kind of filter through, okay, like what am I actually trying to think and feel here and how can I do this in a productive way rather than just going, no, my personality type is that I react like this. So I'm just going to be me. And that's just me. I feel like personal development is going like, no, that's not just you. You're not hardwired to be this way. Like there are things you can do to make yourself a better human. And obviously better human is very subjective, but how yeah. you measure that, whatever you want to achieve, you know, you can shift yourself in order to line up with that, which sounds very like, okay, but how do you actually do that? But actually it's the very practical things, isn't it? Of actually just, yeah, diving into that self-awareness for you. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, yeah, just it's something that you, yeah, you kind of just covered it there. Like it's not something we're, you know, we do in in our lives generally. So it, it becomes kind of strange when you do start thinking about like, oh, why am I thinking like this? Or, or mm. why has this situation you know brought about this reaction and it's yeah it's kind of uncomfortable to to do because yeah you are looking at yourself and judging yourself but it's I guess you can't can't really look at it as judging it's just kind of observing like oh Mm. this happened this is how I reacted and then you can kind of look to be like was that a productive way to react or could I have done this maybe differently and and yeah it's just something that we don't really do there's no scenario where you just naturally do that so you do have to go out of your way to actively do that and I think that's you know personal development obviously helps you to do that yeah and isn't that a really exciting thought that we can change ourselves I feel like yeah. I find that so thrilling of like oh you like who I am maybe naturally the way that I show up instinctively my reactions if I don't think about them okay those are things that I can shift and change like I'm probably a bit of a control freak I think I said this in the last two episodes it seems to just be a common theme (laughs) and so I think as a result of that that thought of like oh I don't have to just deal with what's been handed to me in terms of my genetics or you know that nature versus nurture whichever side you believe it's more about you know how that's influenced me oh I don't have to just accept that as forever there are things you can do to change yourself and that's I don't know I just find that really exciting that might be really nerdy but (laughs) no 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 I, I totally agree and just just briefly on that I think one of the biggest like realizations that I had whilst getting into more reading and, and meditating and all that sort of thing is that you can be very purposeful and very 
active in in what you do and what direction you take and you have that control and, and that was something that you I just never really thought about before so I think it's yeah definitely something that we should be aware of that don't just let life pass you by don't just do don't just live for the weekends like you can take an active role in what happens in your life like you are the main character in your story don't just let things happen to you actually mm-hmm. you know be purposeful and take action yes and that was yeah that was like a bit of a mind-blowing thing to realize and because it was so different to, to sort of how I viewed things previously mm. live life on purpose that's one yes, of my favorite do, yes, things to always remind purpose. myself of no I love that and actually when you look up because I was nerding out on personal development before this recording when you look at the definition of it the, the three things that it defines it by is so it's all about activities that improve and the three things are around your self-awareness around your identity and around your talents and potential And the end goal of those three things being improved is that you have a better quality of life. And as you mentioned before, of that catalyst, you then have the realization of maybe dreams and aspirations that you have. So if self-awareness is maybe the first third and identity is the second, let's talk about that identity part a little bit. Because in order to run a business, you've got to be... I'm going to say it like a little bit arrogant, I think. Not (laughs) arrogant in the sense of like, I'm the best person in the room and I'm a dickhead and rah, rah, rah. And I don't mean that you shouldn't be humble, but I do mean that you've got to know that you're good at something. You know, if you're sat there going like, yeah, I'm going to start a business and people are going to pay me for what comes out of my brain, whether that's a service or a product. But then when someone says to you, hey, what are you great at? You go, oh, I I don't don't, don't, know. Like that's a huge missing piece and I think yeah. it's important to acknowledge like I would still cringe if you said Alice what are you great at like I, I don't actively enjoy yeah, expressing yeah. that publicly but I think that internal clarity and that internal confidence is so key because if you know you can be self-aware but okay great if you're having these goals you then need to believe somewhere deep down you know alongside all of the self-doubt and imposter syndrome that's there as well there's got to be a tiny voice that goes no I think I can do this yeah it's weird because it's not like, like I, I'm the same. I think if you were to, yeah, to put me on the spot and ask me that question, oh, what are you great at? I don't know that it'd be so easy to, you know, vocalise and, and be specific about what it is. But there is something in me that's just like, yeah, I mean, of course this is going to work. Like, why, why mm-hmm. not? not? And but, but I don't think that's something that you have to have. Like, if you don't feel that, then that's not an issue. Like, you can, like we've just said, you can go away and develop that and build that skill set that you think you need. And, you know, for me, I know there's a lot of things that I am not good enough at yet as a founder of, of a business. And if I want to take this to the level that I, you know, believe it can go to and how, mm. I, you know, where I want to take it, I know there's a lot of things I need to improve on. But there's kind of like a belief in myself that I can learn those things and I can get better at those things. So it's not as much of an issue that I don't know how to do them right this second because as we move, I will get better and I'll improve. So I think that's, yeah, it's that that confidence in yourself just to know that you can get better at different things and you can learn new skills, I think is, is really important. I really appreciate you adding that clarification in because I think that's so true. You know, I take back what I said before. I think you said it so much better there because it's not necessarily, you know, the, the expectation shouldn't be that we wake up in the morning and immediately are like, I'm great at this. I'm the genius at that. I'm the best at this. If you do great, like good for you. But in my experience, exactly like you've said, it's almost the belief in a potential of like, I don't quite know how I'm going to do it. And I know there's still a lot that I need to learn to do it, but I do believe that I am capable of 
achieving this end thing or delivering this end impact. And I think that's why I love the idea of personal development. And like I said, that ability to change yourself so much is that you can go, do you know what? I don't know how to do this thing right now, but as long as I believe that I am capable of doing it someday, and also really importantly, I'm willing to put in all of the work to bridge the gap between what I know now and what I want to know, then that thing that I want to achieve is, is possible. I think personal development, even just as we're talking about, like it's so much about just going, do you know what? I don't know all the answers. I don't know everything, but I'm willing to put in the work, which is this personal development to change myself in order to get there. I think as long as you have, I think I know for me, it's almost a bit of a naive confidence where it's like, I remember when I started my business, I was like, I don't really know anything about digital marketing. All I've ever really done before is a bit of social media management. I don't really know the small business space. I don't really know how to coach very well, but you know what? I do believe that one day I might be able to do this. And it was that kind of like naive, blind confidence partnered with, and it's really important that that's partnered with the hard work and the time to actually figure out all of that stuff. I think that's such a needed part like you've got to you've got to back yourself before you want anyone else to right oh oh 100 like that's yeah how can you expect anyone else to to back you if you're you're not able to do it yourself and that's essentially what's happening when people use your service or buy your product is they're showing a belief in what you've produced and so yeah it's really key that you actually do believe in yourself and yeah what you're saying that naivety just hit home for me so well because I have a um, a mentor which I got through like an accelerator program that I went on uh, when I was starting the business and I always come away from those conversations or I, I go into them and I'm like oh I'm so excited to, to let this 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 guy know what I've been up to and what I've got planned and then I come away from those conversations being like, how on earth did I think that was a good idea? And it's not like I've been told, oh, you're wrong, that's stupid. But, you know, it's just like, I'll be, he'll ask me questions. I'll answer them and be like, oh, okay, no, I see. Yeah, no, that's, that was the wrong way to to think about it. Or that is probably not going to work. So let's, let's look at it a different way. But it is that naivety. And I do it every single time we, we, we chat. I'm like, so like, oh yes, this is amazing. I've got it. And then you just, yeah, you come to realize that you don't have it all worked out, but that's okay. So that's, I think, yeah, it is really, yeah, really important to recognize that you don't need to have it all worked out now. You just need to be confident in yourself that you can go away and work it out and also be comfortable with people. Like when you tell them that you don't know, just be okay with the fact they might judge you a little bit for that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, some, I think people's perceptions of those who start their own businesses or those who are successful are that they have it worked out. So when you say that, that will maybe produce a reaction. But you can be totally comfortable in the knowledge that it doesn't matter what that person thinks. You just know in yourself, you'll work it out. It will happen. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. And it's trusting the process, isn't it? And going, do you know what? I don't exactly know how I'm going to get there. You know, I remember when I first thought of the idea for this podcast or for my retreat, you know, I didn't know the step-by-step of how I was going to get there. But I feel like I'm I'm saying this to clients all the time. You learn best by doing. I think it's hilarious that we sit in our offices or at our desks or kitchen tables and we're like, right, I'm going to think this idea into fruition and I'm going to map out every single step. And until I've got this definite plan, which I know is going to work, then I'm going to start taking action. But actually, if you if you wait for clarity to take action, you're never going to take action because you get clarity by taking action. And I think it's knowing when like, OK, I don't know everything, but I feel like I know enough just to start taking action. And then, as you said, just being insanely open to what you're going to learn as you go. 
seeing failure as a positive thing because it teaches you something. I'd way rather try something and fail than try nothing. Because when you try something and fail, at least you know what doesn't work. So then you get to cross one option off the list and, you know, go to the next option down. And it's just knowing like it's a constant work in progress. I remember a few years into my business, I had this realization of like, oh, you don't suddenly think that you've you've done it and you've ticked the box and you've learned everything and then you just get to run your business. It's a constant learning curve. Every day, every week, every month, you learn new things. And that can be exhausting. You have to think about you know, how you kind of set yourself up to expect that. So it's not a surprise when that's the case, but ultimately that's exciting because the, the more that you're learning, the better things are getting. And it's that constant improvement that you can be making. But ultimately I think you learn the most, like for me, the most personal development happens, not when I'm sat, you know, reading or researching or watching, it's when I'm doing. And that's when I learn the most about myself. That's when I learn the most about my ability, you know, about if we're looking at those three, that's when I learn the most about myself. That's when I learn the most about what I'm good at and my identity. And that's also when I get better at that kind of talent and potential. Because looking at that third part of personal development, which is obviously what you can actually do, that's not something that you can kind of do with your head. Like you have to go out and do the thing to get better at doing the thing. But it's funny because we wait to feel like we can do the thing before we do the thing. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's like you can't get better at push-ups by thinking about them. Right? And it's like, oh, but I'm so scared of failing at push-ups or looking silly or not doing it right. So I'm going to wait till I can do them to do them. I think when you see it, when you use that kind of example, people listening, it's like, oh, now I get why it's so silly that I'm waiting for that to do that when you it's see obviously, it you know, way. that's a very basic example and, and other scenarios are slightly more complex. But, you know, the same thing holds true. It is literally, you know, you can't, there's so many things that you'll get from doing it, which you could never have thought about. And, you know, there's also opportunities that come from that as well in that, you know, doing this and it failing might give you the spark that you needed to actually come up with something better or, yeah, something new to try. So, yeah, it is definitely that actually taking action is something that I think is the scariest part, but is the most crucial part. I think that's where that mindset of being okay with not knowing everything and having faith that you'll understand as you go and you'll grow as a person is key because then you don't mind taking that first step you don't mind that scariness and yeah it's just about yeah being uncomfortable because it won't be a scenario where you're like ah, oh, everything's sweet it's all going well like there'll be times where you just feel on top of the world but there'll also be times where you've got to take those unnervy steps and you just got to be comfortable with it you know you just got to accept it yeah. And I think our brains are wired to want to know what step we're going to take in 10 steps time. But often in business, all you can see is that next step. You can just see like, okay, I can't see the step-by-step step of how I'm going to get there, but I can see what the next step is. And you kind of just have to keep taking those little baby steps and trusting that process. And yeah, obviously once you're running your business a little bit more, you know, you begin to understand things better. That's the beauty of running a business. The more you do it, the better you get at it. So whilst I'm saying like, yeah, it's a constant learning curve. You never stop learning as you go. Like you do, as you go, get better at it. So it becomes less of a like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm trying to walk for the first time every single day. No, no, no. You fill in the gaps years of... as you go. Like that's yeah, what absolutely. that does. And those first few years of business, I often liken to, you know, a toddler trying to learn how to walk. You're just trying to figure it out. You're just kind of getting through that teething stage. And then, you know, it doesn't mean you don't have challenges down the line, but I do think the the challenges probably get a little bit more manageable because your confidence and ability to 
to do things does go up as you go, which is refreshing to remember. Like we will get better at this. Yeah. <laughs> touch wood, touch wood. Yeah. I know. Flip an egg. I mean, if we get worse, I'm, oh, I'm out. God. Call it quits, call it quits. But no, that is that is so true. Like you will get better at things. You'll elevate as a person. And so the things that are required for you to then improve are even more challenging. So you will still feel that uncertainty, even though you have got better, but it's only because in order for you to actually get any better from where you are now, it needs to be more challenging. Because if you face the same challenges you've already overcome, you're not going to feel that and you're not going to get any better. So I think it's important to recognise as well that even though you're, you might still have that uncomfortable feeling, that doesn't mean it's the same as the last time. And it doesn't mean you've not made any progress, which I think is something that I struggle to remind myself of. I'm like, oh, why don't I feel more comfortable at this stage or why don't I have it figured out but you just know that if you like take yourself back to six months ago and look at what you're doing right now you probably would have thought like oh, I mean I don't know that I can do that and so just having that perspective I think is so useful because then when you do carry on to feel those sort of uncertain feelings you're okay with them and yeah you, you just get a bit more comfortable mm. and then like you referenced I think earlier on in this conversation you then have that toolbox that you gain by investing in your personal development and understanding more about yourself and what helps you and what doesn't you have that to lean back on where it's like okay I kind of feel all right with the fact that there's going to be challenges and hardships on route because I know that I'm somewhat capable. I feel like I'm saying somewhat all the time because I'm like, I do believe I'm capable, but I don't want to fully believe it. So I'm going to go for in the middle ground. I'm somewhat capable. And then, you know, okay, yeah, it's going to be hard, but I've, you know, number one, I've got through it before. I always love that cringy quote of you've survived 100% of your bad days. I know it sounds super like cliche, but I'm always like, come on, Alice. We've like, when I look at my day ahead, and I'm like, oh, I just can't do this. Or I'm looking at a project and I just think I'm never going to finish this. I'm like, Alice, we've always done it before. So gives you a bit of confidence. And then, you know, you do always have that, yeah, kind of toolkit to come back to as you go. I don't know if that's something you're experiencing now as your, I guess, the personal development side of getting the business to this stage is done. And now it's moving into the stage of like, okay, now it's looking after yourself on that ongoing basis and just continuing that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I think it's, you know, you do have to look after yourself because it's, you know, if you don't, then you're the one that's responsible for everything. So you need to be able to perform at a high level and deliver. So yeah, looking after yourself is is so important. And that's why it's something that doesn't stop personal development. It just keeps going. It needs to be something that you're engaged in constantly. But I do, yeah, don't, don't feel like because you, if you don't feel like that right now, like, oh, I can never read 24 books a year like for years and years and years don't feel that because you don't think those things are for you right now that doesn't mean they they won't become what you're interested in and it's you know it's like what we've said before like it's just going on that journey and if you know as time goes by you will develop and those things will become the norm for you Mm, and personal development looks so different for everyone I think it's easy to think of this cookie cutter approach like right well I need to be watching TED talks every morning and reading books every second of the day and listening to podcasts and oh then there's Audible as well and I need to be also taking online courses and you know there's so many ways that you can develop yourself personally and that's what's amazing about it because you can do it in a way that works for you and I think not trying to measure like how good am I at personal development by 
am I ticking these boxes? You know, I've got friends who run incredible businesses and they hate books. They've never read a book in their life. So for them, that doesn't work. But for me, that is something that I love. I think it's just knowing for you, what does that look like? And how do you support yourself on that ongoing basis and take baby steps with it? Like you said, you're probably not going to go from, you know, not taking in any knowledge to reading a book a week. But if you take the baby steps, then sure, you might get to that point. You know, that's not a goal or an achievement, but it's trying not to be so dramatic with it, isn't it? Of like, well, it's all or nothing. But like, okay, maybe <laughs> I can just implement one thing. You know, maybe I can listen to a meditation once a week. Maybe I can get a good night's sleep Monday to Friday. Like if you ease yourself in, I think then you start seeing the benefits and go, okay, I can now prioritize this a little bit more. Because it doesn't always feel that appealing in the moment. Does no, it? no, no, you no. Know, I don't wake up in the morning thinking like, wow, I just can't wait to develop myself personally today. It's not often <laughs> the most glamorous or enticing things, but when you know the benefit, I think you you begin to prioritize it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just like have that discipline to do it even when you're not feeling like doing it. Mm. Um, I think that's it, it, even just, yeah, just having something there which you have to go out of your way to actively do which is bettering yourself, which doesn't necessarily make you feel better in the moment. You're not getting that instant gratification. I think even just the action of doing that is very valuable. And it's, you know, it's why I think it's probably the biggest benefit of going to the gym outside of the the health benefits is just that discipline that you can curate by doing it on a regular basis. And so you can get that, you know, build up that discipline or understand that from any practice that you do, as long as it is, you know, good for you and it doesn't give you that kind of like instant gratification that you might get from like a a 20 minute session on Instagram or or something like that. So I think that's, that's a really key benefit of all of these things is that you are going out of your way to do something which doesn't necessarily on the face of it seem super, super rewarding but is actually better for you in the long term. And you're like, you've actively done that. I think that's so valuable. Yeah, I think that's such an important point. Because like you said, in the moment, it's not often the enticing thing. I always think that in the morning of like, do I go on a run? I annoyingly know I've never, ever regretted it before. Maybe today will be the day where I do regret going on a run. But guess what? Every damn time, you never regret it. Afterwards, you're always glad that you did it. So yeah, it's kind of getting ahead of yourself, isn't it? And going like, okay, I know that like my... I often think of it as like my human brain, like my human brain who seeks comfort and an easy life. They don't want to do this, but my more business brain, or I guess analytical brain, like they know that this is going to be something worth doing. So we can kind of reason to push through that pain and go for it. I think that is something that's quite interesting is that like internal dialogue. And that's something that was for sure something I didn't realize was going on, but you literally are always kind of talking to yourself and when you realize that you are in control of that conversation it's so important because then you can stop saying you know things to yourself which are judgmental and negative and you can just kind of you know let your ego take a step back and just observe the the way things are that's something that a book that i'm just about to finish called the inner game of tennis sounds super dry But it's and it is actually about tennis, which kind of works for me because I've, I've, I've played since I was like seven. So but they have lots of other ones like in a game of business, in a game of golf or whatever. But the principle is the same in that you have self one, who is the the thing within you that says, oh, do this, do that. And is the usually the negative talk within yourself. And you have self two, who is the one that actually does the thing. So when you go to run, it's that, you know, you don't think about the fact that your arms and your legs are moving and the the, the fibers in the muscles are contracting and, and stuff like that 
it just sort of happens and just having a looking at those as two separate things you can like be like ah oh, well if i saw one person talking to a person the way myself one talks to myself two i wouldn't be happy with how that is and trying to sort of like actively not manage it because you don't want to you just want to observe it and from observing it you can get better at just being a bit kinder to yourself and not being so judgmental mm, it's just trying to kind of understand yourself better isn't it the more you understand yourself the easier life is, the more you can achieve what you want to achieve, the better your quality life is, whatever you want to call it. I think that's a really great way of looking at it. I'm going to go and check out that book. If it's an audio book, I'm all in. With books like that, I struggle to read it. I'm a little bit like, okay, my brain can't get its, its word around this. We need to hear this one instead. But I love that. I Honestly, I could continue this conversation for hours. I feel like there's so many, so many directions we could take this in. But I hope that people listening, you know, whether they're at the very start of their personal development journey and it's totally foreign to them or whether they maybe like us feel like it is something that they have that relationship with and are just, you know, looking to focus on it more. I'm, I'm hoping that what we've shared will have brought them a bit of comfort, hopefully realizing they're not the only ones. I'm very refreshed to hear that you wake up in the morning and don't necessarily always want to go to the gym or exercise. I think as a fitness coach, I'm like, phew. That's good to hear, because you assume that the experts have it easy, but no, 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 we've all got to do that work. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, you can rest assured that every single person will wake up and have that conversation with themselves. And it's just, I think if, yeah, if you get better at it and you get fitter, for example, it's because you just get better at that conversation, essentially, and and that discipline. Very true. Very, very true. I feel like I reference this a lot, but it's like any muscle with anything. You know, the more you use it, the stronger it gets. It's never going to be the easiest to use at the start, but the more you start using that in whatever way that is, whether that is exercising or reading a book or pushing through hardship, blah, blah, blah. Like the more you do it, easier it gets, but you just got to push through that first few, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It all starts with actually doing it. Like we've said, that's how it starts. So Action is the thing. Liam, thank you so much for joining me and having this conversation. I now can't believe we haven't talked about self-development sooner because there's so much to talk about within this, but I really appreciate it. No, no, honestly, it's been, I've absolutely loved it. And there's so many things like, I'm just like, oh, this makes me feel so much better about what's going on at the minute. And it's just, yeah, it's, I, that's why I love just the whole kind of, kind of the culture around like having your own business and entrepreneurship is just like, there's so much positivity and you get to have conversations like this. Like, I would never have a conversation with someone whilst I was working in recruitment about what I do and feel this way afterwards. Like, I think that's a clear sign that this is what we are meant to be doing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and again, linking back to what we said at the start, how great that this is work. Like this to me is just what I talk to my friends about. Like I'm that much of a nerd. Like I just started a podcast where I was like, well, let's just publish the conversations that I like to have. Because yeah. yeah, I think as business owners, these are the kind of topics that get us excited. And hey, I haven't thought of the global pandemic for a whole hour, which Ooh. is a record. So Come thanks on. for the distractment. Yeah. <laughs> distractment? What is wrong with English? Do you speak it? <laughs> I don't think I do. Honestly, I was on coaching calls yesterday and the amount of words I was fluffing up, I just thought, is this a job for me? Should I go into something that doesn't require so much speaking? No, oh, no, no. Sure. I think this is, this is definitely it for you, 100%. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.